Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. That's what I'm talking about, 201. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all's the way to 6.30 tonight. Got a great show for you, as always. 877-337-6666. That's the number to join. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Uh, the clock keeps ticking. And the New York Jets are about to sign Derek Carr. And that would make this kid very, very happy. I ain't waiting for no Aaron Rodgers. Meanwhile, Met fans are giddy again. This is becoming old already. Where the owner makes a financial commitment, says it wasn't a short-term commitment. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And you guys eat it. Like mice eating cheese. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, Ken? I love it. I still love that cheese. Yeah, I know you do. Guys can't get enough of them. I gobble it up. I put it down. It's I'm really like, fascinating mm. to me uh, the way Met fans react uh, now into year three, believe it or not, of the uh, Steve Cohen ownership of the New York Mets. Honeymoon. Uh, we had yeah, such well, a. Craig, we had such a. Honeymoon. We had such a brutal past relationship. Yeah. Like our ex wife was so brutal. That we are still kind of looking in the mirror saying, really, we married her? Her farts smell like roses. Yes. Is that right? Now, at some point, you're right. It's going to rub off. And maybe it's this year. Maybe this is the year where it rubs off. I'm not sure. Well, there's two aspects to it, though. There's the aspect of, do we start getting mad at the owner? Mm -hmm. Or is the aspect, hey, the owner did everything he possibly could. He wrote the check, wrote the check, wrote the check. And the GM didn't make the right call. The player didn't make the play. There are two ways of looking at it. Like, a lot of times we look at an owner... And I think, to be fair, Dolan's somewhat like that, where no one ever argued him writing the check. He's more than happy to, you know, have five coaches on the payroll at once. The question has been, did we hire the right people, and then those people obviously or, get the right players. Or when the owner oversteps their bounds and forces moves that turn yes. out to be really bad. Yeah, that's right. So that's if right. that happens with Steve Cohen, and it hasn't happened yet... Then you would see some people turn. But this time of year in late February, well, we're still a long ways away from opening day, hearing my owner talk dirty to me. And you know what that is? It's talking about how much he's willing to spend. That's dirty yeah. to me and Met fans. I know. We still love hearing it. Uh, and that's what's fascinating to me. Like, there's going to come a level where you're going to be frustrated because you have an owner who re he, he basically doubled down today or yesterday, whenever the actual uh, cut was. Today. Today. That, today. Uh, that I've, I've seen the video of it. You've all seen it. And it makes you happy where, listen, this was not a short-term thing. Like, I made a commitment. I don't I don't quit. Well, the, right? And I think that's great, but 
You know, uh, how about we get to uh, let's get to a World no, Series, no, right? hundred percent. But the thing I really enjoy is that there are a lot of other teams and a lot of other owners that like to whine and cry about Steve Cohen. We even found out over the weekend, according to Evan Drellick of the Athletic, that Major League Baseball is going to put a panel together, a committee together, to fix the financial issues. And we as Met fans are sitting here saying, wait a second. Not For now. all those right. years right. where everyone else or other teams were spending and we weren't, you didn't say peep. Right. And now you got a problem with our guy. So I think what we really liked, I know what I liked, is hearing Steve Cohen defiantly say to the world, I don't care what you think. And it's not going to stop me from spending even more. Yeah. I loved hearing that. As you should, by the way. It's why Cowboy fans have a love-hate relationship with Jerry Jones. It's and, uh, you know Mark Cuban in Dallas and obviously James Dolan with the Knicks and the Rangers. Uh, but at some point, you do have to win. And I'm just wondering if you're a diehard Met fan, it's great to have that kind of owner. But you're but you, you guys like um, small mouth bass in a lake <laughs> yes. where it's always catch and release. Yes, and uh, the fisherman comes by again tomorrow, and again you go for the worm. Yes, and he lets you go, and he pats you on your tail, and you swim away. But tomorrow morning at nine, you uh, hook, line, and sinker again. I think as long right? as he's spending a lot of money and the Mets are in the playoffs every year, you'll be all right. He'll have us at bay for a while because okay. eventually you got to win a championship. I completely agree. Listen to the way. Yankee fans talk about Brian Cashman. Right. They spend money. They win 90-plus games every single year. Yeah. And yet... They're miserable. They're miserable. (laughs) So at some point, I may get there. We may get there. But for now... Like, think about this. A few days ago, a story came out about Manny Machado opting out. He pulled a DeGrom. He announced a year in advance, I'm opting out. Right. The Padres never really made a serious offer. He's going to be a free agent. And we as Met fans swallow it, eat it, lick it, and start thinking Ooh. about Manny Machado next yeah, year on the Mets. We'll, we'll sign him. We'll sure. get Otani. Matter of fact, we'll have an international who's who. Yes. Uh, and then we still won't win a World Series. I will find somebody to blame me. It's funny. I was going out of my way not to mention the Yankees there. And you mentioned the Yankees because it's right. That the Yankees spend a lot of money. No one has ever disputed that. You're always in the top five payroll-wise in baseball every year, every year, every year. And they haven't been to a one World Series in 13 years, going on 14 now, right? Mm-hmm. And Yankee fans want Cashman fired. And Yankee fans sing Hal Steinbrenner, other than a midnight call from the Vatican, isn't a totally, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just wondering when you turn. Because here's the reality. You're going to turn. Oh, we're going to turn. I acknowledge there that, There is right? no doubt about thousand it. thousand percent. Because winning is hard, as we all know. No, no. And not only are we going to turn, we're going to turn on Buck. I mean, at some point, Buck Showalter is going to hear the cries Buck of, hey. Buck might be in his last year as the Met manager now. Why, why, why would you go to that extreme? Because if the New York Mets don't make it to the World Series, I, someone's going to have to pay the piper for it. <laughs> and it's probably going to be Buck. <laughs> I know we can go that far. I, uh, oh, I love it. You see what I'm doing? Jeez. You think you, by the way, you think you're getting three years out of Buck Showalter without getting to a World Series? Yeah, you're not. If the Mets. Because you're going to come on the radio on October 23rd and go, Craig, I have something I have to say. Uh oh. I never thought I'd get there this fast. <laughs> I think we need a new manager. Yeah, but Craig, think about this. And you probably have a guy in mind, some young hot stud. Yeah. Who's on a coaching no, staff no. somewhere. I know who I have in mind. The Mets just hired him a few days ago. Carlos Beltran. Oh, my goodness. I hope not. Think about it. The Mets have had one year of Buck Showalter. They won 101 games. They flamed out in the postseason. Yeah. I haven't heard one Met fan turn on him yet. Not yet. It's so coming, I think though. the process of turning and turning Buck into Aaron Boone, where, well, yeah, then, you won a lot of games, but yeah. you didn't win in the postseason. 
We're not there yet. Well, but you know how it goes. The media will turn first. There'll be a columnist or two in town that gets tired of the Midwest shtick. You know, the <laughs> I don't know what Chipotle is. Did I pronounce it right? Uh, the clubby gets it for me. Yeah. I don't know how to use an app. Like, yeah, you do. You've had an iPhone for a decade, Buck. You know damn well it how to sounds- use the app. But you're playing that swarmy Midwest stuff that, frankly, got Wayne Hagen fired. It sounds as if you've turned, Craig. Me? Yeah. No, I You talk about the media turning. You're (laughs) in the media. It Uh, sounds like you have completely turned on Buck. You don't find his folksy humor funny anymore. All I'm saying is this. You guys are going to be funny to watch. Because I saw that Steve Cohen little press conference in the dugout. I saw my main man, Chris Christie, walking around with him. And I saw you people, it was like he was eating out of your hands. I made a commitment. Yeah. I don't like to quit. Yeah. I see it all the way through. And you guys, <laughs> because you know what like he does? Like puppy dogs lapping it up. Sometimes we come on the air and say, Brian Cashman should have said this. Woody Johnson should have said that. John Mara should have said this, right? We like to criticize. We like to first guess and second guess on what guys should say. Steve Cohen right now, Craig? Is given all the right answers. Yeah, like that's all right. those answers that you're mocking. Yeah, you have to admit it's the right thing to say. It has us eating out of his hands because it's the right thing to say. It's all about the fans. I made a commitment to them. Who cares about my spending? I owe it to the people in New York. Don't we want every owner in this town to essentially say that? Yeah, you do. Yes. But it's lip service at some point. Of course. Meanwhile, the other thing that's lip service, and it's a big story, and uh, it's going to be uh, the fact that you're going to have a new quarterback for Big Blue this year. Because if Daniel Jones thinks now that he's got this new hot Detroit agent uh, known as Athletes First, who will have on their own website that not once, not twice, not three, not four, but five different times they've negotiated a contract that in the moment made their respective player the highest-paid player at their position in the history of the league, and they've got 102 Pro Bowlers and uh, 47 Super Bowl champions and 9,000 first-round picks, and they're the best agency in the world. Maybe they are. But if the stories are right, and I can't back them up, and I, I, I hope they're not right, but I'll throw it out there because my main man, Mike Florio, is you know pretty well connected with the league, that now that Danny Jones has switched from CAA a huge powerhouse in the agency business, over to athletes first, he's looking at $45 bucks a year. So allow me, if, if I may, Evan, mm-hmm. to Danny Jones, who may be listening right now, and to his New York representatives of athletes first, who I know listen to this radio station, all right? <laughs> what do you want? Three million dollars per touchdown pass? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's actually not bad. You gotta be out of your effing minds to think that Daniel Jones is getting forty-five million bucks a year. So I tell you what we're gonna do. Well, you know what we're gonna do. We're, there's two different types of fra- franchise tags. One's like all in, uh, boom, you're locked in the good, exclusive right? exclusive franchise. There's another one, though. There's another one that's never used, and people don't even know about it. It's the other one, though. That's where we sign you. We let you go out into America and get a better deal. And if you get a better deal, you can have it because we get not one but two first-round picks back because you get a better deal. And if you don't get a better deal, you come back in the ballpark of $32-33 million for one year. Want to play? Want to play? Or I got an even better deal. 
carte blanche, there's the door. Feel free to walk outside that door and see what type of officer are waiting for you, knowing that you threw 15 touchdown passes this past year. Because we are the best place for you, and we ain't paying you $45 million a you're year. You're spot on. No, you're spot on. Like You can hire <laughs> whatever crazy. agent you want. You have to create a market for yourself. Right. So forget the Giants. We know the power they have, and you laid it out perfectly. Worst case scenario, franchise tag you back. Who is offering you $40 million a year? I'll do a better. Who's offering you 37 Yeah, like who? I'd love to hear the teams because I'm going to raise my hand for a second. I am a Jets fan. I was jealous of Daniel Jones all season long. I had a really good year. Jet quarterback situation sucked. I would be deathly afraid of handing Daniel Jones $30 million a year because I don't know if a new coaching staff is going to be able to do what Brian Dable just did. Yeah. Brian Dable was the one that broke through. More so, maybe not quite Pat Shermer, but certainly Joe Judge. Certainly we saw Daniel Jones at his best, especially when it was protecting the football. I'm not convinced that my coaching staff's going to do that. I don't know if Atlanta's going to be convinced that they could do that or Carolina's going to be convinced that they could do that. So while I appreciate that Daniel Jones wants to earn as much money as possible, you need a market to create leverage. I don't think Daniel Jones has any leverage. I think the Giants, for the reasons you laid out, have all the leverage. I think they have all the leverage, and if you go start looking across the NFL – there, there aren't even three teams out there that you could think that you could, you know, in your best day, make an argument would want to give Danny Jones four or five, six years at thirty plus and, million dollars and, a year. That the the animal and, doesn't exist. Be real quick, like if you think in Indy, they've made it very clear they want Bryce Young, right? They want to get to number one. Uh, Houston, they're not rebuilding with Daniel Jones. No, they're drafting a quarterback. Carolina wants a quarterback. I'm with you on that one. And obviously, they'd love to get Derek Carr off the Jetstone, and that's Frank Wright. Could the Carolina Panthers maybe be interested? Yeah, I'll give you that. Possibly, sure. Could Washington maybe be interested? Yeah, possibly, sure. But no one's given Daniel Jones five, six years. Not only that. At $35 million, let alone $45 million a clip. But not only that, to follow what you said about the non-exclusive franchise tag, no one's given up two first-round picks also. Right. So if the Giants use that weapon, and they may have to, I didn't think they'd have to. I didn't think they were going to, but it's yeah. certainly on the table. Not only are you looking to find the market, Craig, that doesn't exist, then you need to have a team say, oh, by the way, we're also willing to give up multiple first-round picks. Not that happen. not happening. No, and then the rub for you is that the Giants can do it. You can franchise a guy twice. So if you really want to play this game, yeah, listen, $30 bucks a year is a lot of money. Let's not pretend it's not. And you should be fine for the rest of your life if you hit that once, let alone hit it a second time. You know, it's not generational wealth, but you're set for life if you're not an idiot uh, like me and Antoine Walker, right? That being said, he's playing a dangerous game. Well, and also the franchise tag is not good for anybody. I want to make that clear. This is different than Saquon Barkley. It's not good for Daniel Jones. It's not good for the Giants. It's not good for Daniel Jones because he doesn't have that long-term stability like you said. It's also really bad for the Giants. Yeah. Because when you give someone a franchise tag, that's their cap number. And as you're trying to build this roster right. up to have a $32, $33 million cap number on Daniel Jones, it sucks. Well, it leaves you as the way it is right now. Of course, they can make other moves. But in the moment, you'd have about $12 bucks left under the cap for everything else you want to do. And, then it and leaves, that includes the draft. But it also leads to this possibility. The Giants may use it as a weapon, or the Giants may say, eh, it's not worth it. 
Right. And it could lead, though I don't think it's likely, to the Giants deciding, all right, Daniel, you price yourself out of our ballpark. We really don't want to use the tag on you. We believe we can replace you. And I don't think that's an ideal world for the Giants, but it's on the table. It's why I think the Giants are in the position of power here. Of course they are. And remember this, the Giants didn't pick up the fifth-year option because they were ready to get rid of Danny Jones. To his credit, he had a good year. But his good year, again, was 15 touchdown passes in a pass-first league. So while, yes, he had a good year, yes, we see a potentially bright future, he can't go in there grandstanding now, and that's my issue with some agents. You know, and I recognize these guys are obviously very good at what they do. They've negotiated billions of dollars worth of contracts, but you also got to know who you're representing. And if, if and to be fair, though, this was not them publicly announcing it, but they allowed the info to get out. Uh, maybe they know Mike, maybe they don't. They want this information out there. It's a lose-lose situation for them. He ain't getting that kind of dough, and he shouldn't get that kind of dough. By the way, how'd my boy look in shorts today? Pretty good, right? Oh, I look great. Yeah. He's been working on those calves, hasn't he? Let me tell you something. Chris Christie's doing legs. Every time I call him, he's, he's doing legs. He's got handsome legs. He's rocking out those nice Bermuda shorts, looking handsome. Did he as buy ever. something for Justin? Today's his birthday. Today's whose birthday? Justin Verlander. Not enough candles. 40 years old. Yikes. The big 4 0. It's what I'm facing in a few months. <laughs> That's guy. Let me know when, when you get there. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be 40 in July? I'm going to be 40 in July. Oh, I'll take you right to Adorale. We'll celebrate your birthday. Oh, thank you. July 11th. Uh, the big fella turns 40. Yikes. But Justin Verlander. I'm scared of turning 40, man. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want How that. did it feel 30 years ago when you turned 40? <laughs> That was bad. Yes. I don't want to sound like the old man on the lawn, but do you remember 2001? Because I, mean, I do. How could you forget it? And the reason it meant a lot to me was because Stephon Marbury was on the New Jersey Nets at the time. And in the final two minutes, him and Kobe went at it. Like back and forth, back and forth. And defense was played to the point where down a point, yeah. Kobe saw a double team, passed it to Tim Duncan, who got blocked by, I'm trying to remember who it was, Someone blocked his shot. They played defense. They cared. The game was awesome. And that was only 20 years ago, Craig. Now, Jalen Brown said it best. It's a glorified layup drill. Yeah, he also scored 35 and had no problem taking all those layups. What do you want him to do? I agree. No, no, don't attack Jalen Brown. What's he supposed nah, to do? Not by try? The way, you know, Kobe Bryant, uh, who did overnights last night, by the way? EJ Stewart, I think. I don't know who that is, but I give the... the EJ's a stud. I told you about him already. Uh, yeah, I liked him a lot. So uh, he played on the air last night uh, audio of Kobe Bryant talking about the direction the All-Star game was going in, obviously probably right before he passed away. And he was, uh, he was livid at it. And he goes, I always thought that this should be the greatest pickup game uh, ever and that the audience would sit there and want to watch the greatest players on the planet playing a competitive game of pickup basketball. Yeah. And he, he made the point. I forget. There's another player he was talking to when I heard it. And his point was, listen, we play harder pickup games at the UCLA campus in the offseason in front of nobody. And I guess that's what pros do to stay in shape, right? Right. He goes, this is our opportunity to show the world how great the game of basketball is with the greatest players. I want to compete. He would have hated last night. He, and, dude, he did. Like yeah. I, I, That's the one all-star memory I have because it was – I had pride. Stephon Marbury was in net, so there was, like, that sure. team pride thing. And they went at it. Like, they didn't go at it for three quarters, but they certainly went at it in the last five minutes. And I think back then in 2001 there was Eastern Conference pride, and maybe that's a part of it. 
Like, who's playing yeah, for the not, pride right. of Giannis or the pride of LeBron? Nobody. And I don't, why, I don't mind the draft part. I think that's kind of clever. Well, the draft is cool until the game starts. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, to a point. That's true, too. I, I don't think know. they got to go. I have the solution, though. No, I have a solution. No, I got the solution. I got a better solution. I'll go first. Go ahead. USA versus the world. That's my solution. Yeah, because I told you in the office. No, I told <laughs> you. Wait, who told who first? I told you that I'm was my sure. answer. I should put a vote out. Who told who first? Uh, <laughs> you, you go USA versus the world. Dude, I think that would work. And I think, number one, there it would almost be like Olympics, right? Yep. yep. So I think you, you'd have a, a vested interest because, God forbid, the USA lost. That'd be embarrassing. And the one thing we know about NBA players, I'm sure all athletes are like this, they don't want to be embarrassed on national TV, which is why a lot of the other, why a lot of guys don't do the dunk contest or guys don't want to do this or do that. They don't want to be embarrassed, right? USA versus the world. I think it would work. You will get yourself a badass game of basketball. Like, there are different ways you could try to make it work. I heard the morning guys say, put money on the line. I don't think money works. The guys make too much money, so throw that idea out there. But I think, like, international pride or country pride. Now, granted, you know, R.J. Barrett, he wouldn't make it. He's Canadian. Playing for Team Canada. No, no. Teaming up team with the world. No, no, but hear me out. R.J. Barrett and Luca aren't playing necessarily for the same thing. They're from different They're countries. They're playing to beat America. Right. So you're almost yeah. playing as like this anti-American yeah, thing. Yeah, even better. <laughs> like, we need to show America you're not number one anymore. Now, the only issue is who coaches the world team. Because in le- I guess you'd be a foreign-born coach. Yeah. Uh, there's some, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's a home run. I think it's the only way, though, Craig, to make players care about it. Because I think the artificial ideas, like put money on the line, now doesn't you can't, work. The put money on stupid because when you're making forty or fifty million bucks a year, how much money are you going to play for? It right. means something. To Plus, you. it also looks lame. Really, you're playing hard because you have five million dollars on the line. Right. Watching that game in one, thinking back to it. I think there was conference pride, Craig, because the West was dominating. Maybe. The Lakers were in the midst of a dynasty, wow. and the East was like upstarts. Allen Iverson, Vince Carter, Stephon Marbury, like, hey, we're going to prove to you we're just as good. You can't do that anymore when you draft up teams. That's why the only solution is U.S. versus the world. That's it. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a home run. Matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach out to the commissioner during the next break. And I'll say, I got an idea. How about USA versus the world next year? That'd be all. But if you still want to draft, draft all you want. Here's the better idea. Give him this one, too. Instead of. Hold on. I can only give the guy. Trust me. I promise you'll love the idea. Instead of your dopey midseason team tournament, a midseason one on one tournament. Yeah, but that midseason tournament's not locked yet. Yeah, but they're going to do it. They're they're talking about one on one basketball will get people watching. Yeah, but we have to. So every team has one guy. Every team's got one candidate. Yeah, so but you, you know guys, those guys will, pick, will never you know. do that. But they should. But they're never going. to. You got to convince them. Let's let's just do one thing at a time, Cowie. But don't you think that would Can even we get accomplish a, one thing at a time? I, I get that, but the one on one thing would be get monster. I think it could do better than games. I, I really know. do. I don't think so because I remember back in uh, I don't know late eighties, early nineties. When uh, Dr. J played Kareem Abdul-Jabbar one-on-one for like $100,000. It's different. And uh, Dr. J, as great as he is, and he did score, uh, and I believe they played losers out, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was unstoppable. It's different. He just backed them down and scored. We don't have as many back-to-the-basket players anymore. I know, but the point is you can have a guy take, like, Joker. All right, we'll make a rule where they can't pull like stop. Like, whatever. It's not stopping them. So we make a rule that they can't do that, and then we play. So now we're making rules against yes. certain guys' skills. Yeah, because you don't That's want... That's why they won't play. You don't want a seven-footer just dominating because of their size. Yeah, I don't know. Let's start with just USA versus the world and go from there.
I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, it'll help. That's for sure. Can you guys get it for me? I think we have been blessed this year already that we have had a couple like all timers when it comes to national anthems. And last night, uh, my girl Jewel did the national anthem, and she was dressed in this badass. Um, like NBA pantsuit, it was pretty cool, and had logos from every team on it. Can I have one? I didn't. I didn't like the left thigh because it was Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I was thinking that. But outside of that, it was totally bad. She not only had Brooklyn Nets, she had multiple Brooklyn Nets logos on that shirt. I only saw the one on the left thigh. Oh, she had two. And I was like, son of a bitch. Jewel you know. was letting it be known without letting it be known where her support lies, and it's very much appreciated. Yeah, she's from Alaska, dude. Doesn't she matter. grew up in LA. She's not a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think. But, you know, all I know neither is, was half of New York until <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago. All I know yeah. is I was checking out her pantsuit, multiple mentions. That was pretty Nets. badass, right? Yes. I, and I thought, she, you guys have a little taste of that? Just give me a little taste, if you don't mind. This is last night. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early I mean, I think it's awesome. Was it better, though, than Fergie's? No. <laughs> Fergie's is my all-time favorite NBA anything oh, national anthem. Say, oh. Can you see? Oh, oh Billy. Oh. <laughs> my favorite thing of that anthem last night, though, is she's playing. Right. The first cut is to LeBron James. And he's scratching his beard. But Well, yeah, but LeBron James, and then they fade, and right into the next cut is Guy Fieri. Yes. Like it, goes yeah, from, yeah, yeah. it goes from yeah. LeBron James <laughs> like, what are we right doing? to Guy Fieri. <laughs> Guy was into it. Guy just made bank at the Super Bowl, too. Oh, nice. He uh, did the Guy Fieri tailgate party, made a couple million on that. Mm, Crazy, wow. right? Wow. Yeah, it was, like, it was like a thousand bucks a ticket or something stupid. Damn. Yeah, for what? For what? For a quesadilla with black beans in it? <laughs> Ooh, you're so clever. Some quesadillas are good, though. I like Guy Fieri, though. Here's uh, JoJo in Staten Island on the fan. Joey, what's up? So you guys were talking about Showgirls before. Yeah. I remember watching that in the late 90s and thinking that in the most awful scene in that movie, there's a security guard that gets pretty physical with one of the girls in that movie, if you know the scene I'm alluding to. But he is Paul O'Neill's identical twin brother. I could have swore it was Paul O'Neill when I watched it the first time. I may have to uh, call Paul up and double check on that. That would be the greatest cameo ever. <laughs> I, I I swear to you guys, look it up on the internet that scene, and it, it looks right. like Paul O'Neill's twin brother. Here we go. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out for you, buddy. Appreciate sure. it. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm googling Showgirls and Paul O'Neill to see if TV. maybe he did it. This I would say he probably didn't. <laughs> but, Probably, you know. I'd... Wouldn't that be the most badass cameo you could make? No. No? The best one of all time is you don't even know he's on the screen. You will not remember this because you're too young. Yeah. But there was a show back in the day called Land of the Lost. They made it into a movie. And in Land of the Lost, there are, uh, like, serpent uh, creatures who uh, mean the uh, you know, human beings bad bad things, right? And they're called Sleestacks. Mm-hmm. All right, and on the TV show, which was a big show in the late 70s, uh, Land of the Lost, there's a famous pro athlete who actually played one of the Sleestacks. 
That's badass. That is. His name was Bill Lane Beer. Really? Yep. That's kind of cool. He was a sleestack in the TV show, not the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there you go. So, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I'd like to be a cushion uh, in the movie. I don't need to be a security guard. <laughs> no, I can just be a bottle of water inside that club. <laughs> how about feel a, pretty good. How about a pole? Would you I, like I to be a pole? I wouldn't mind being a pole. Yes, I'd be an inanimate object. I'd be a pole. Yes, only for that movie, though. <laughs> just that dirty. one. Yes. Hey, can you guys grab me another pair of headphones? The uh, the connection on this is uh, static. What would you like to be in the movie Wild Things? I'd like to be water in a pool. Yeah, that's fine with me. It's not bad, right? Or a G-string. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's Al in Bergenfield, New Jersey. Al, what do you got, kiddo? Hey, Craig Evans, thanks for taking my call. So, so you guys were talking about how the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend and the game is not as competitive. They should just add some of these uh, different events, like... Like a shortened 21 or horse or even like king of the court, one-on-one-on-one, maybe up to five. Yeah, but then what happens is you wind up ending where the NFL is right now that people are not thrilled about, which is, you know, these glorified skills competitions or backyard games. Here's the problem. So we watched horse during the pandemic. It didn't work. Like it was a nice effort. It was on TV. It didn't work. And unlike football where you really can't have a Pro Bowl because of the physicality of it, you can have a good basketball game. All you need are for the guys to care. Because we've seen it. It's not like you're risking major injury, which you are in football. So it's just about how do you make guys care? And back in the day, it was conference pride. In baseball, it was league pride. Now I think it's where I'm from. Well, you know what I think it is? Yeah. I think it's there are certain guys who are just bigger than every other guy on the court, as good as they all are, and everyone follows their lead. Uh, And then, that you know, Michael Jordan was going to play. Kobe Bryant was going to play. Kevin Garnett was going to play. And guys of that ilk were going to play. They wanted to compete. They wanted the best, right? Mm -hmm. Not that he was, you know, Game 7 NBA Finals best, but they competed. And I think if you don't have the greatest players of the greats saying, hey, fellas, listen up. Everybody, come on in. We're playing basketball tonight. Then no one's going to do it. No, you need guys to set the tone, and that's not been the case. Right, because you know what's next? What's next is star players going, eh, I'm going to Cabo two days earlier. Right. I want the whole week off. Well, think about LeBron James, whether you believe it or not, injured himself last night. He hit his pinky or his middle index finger. Uh, Enough to come out of the game. Yeah. So that's going to lead potentially to more, eh, it's not worth it. And the truth is you don't need to save the All-Star game. Like, I can live without it. But if you want to save the All-Star game, because I watched like 20 minutes last night. And the reason I watched 20 minutes is I like the Elam ending. I think it has great potential. Yeah. But I put it on, and that didn't even work. No, they didn't try to get there. And and listen, I think we also learned on Saturday night that the three-point contest is what it always was, and the big names do participate in that. Mm -hmm. You know, Steph Curry's one of three times, whatever it is, right? They got Dame plan. And I think the reality is that what you saw this uh, Mac McClung kid do is show you that you can still have a dunk contest if people be all into it because that kid saved the dunk contest. Single-handedly saved the dunk he contest. He did, but he didn't. You know why? I happen to have it on. I saw it. It was tremendous. Like, not going to argue that. But you're not going out of your way to tune in. You're going out of your way to tune in for the names. Right. Well, that's, that's why the problem. I said to you off air, you now have a choice, in my opinion. You either now do an and one type tour, and I scour the nation next year. Uh, for the best dunkers everywhere and anywhere. 
and I have an actual dunk contest with dudes who do what this guy did because there's other people out there that can do it, obviously, right? Or number two, I go to the young studs in the league, and I'm the commissioner, and I'm Adam Silver, and I go, fellas, Ja Moran. Uh, you know, pick, I, I always use Ja. Uh, whoever you want to pick, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the top, top guys who we know can throw it down. Mikael Bridges. Relax with that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I think more like Spider Mitchell, but <laughs> yeah, fine. Okay, sure. And I go, guys, you're the future generation of the NBA. You need to take ownership back because you got a kid that walked out of a YMCA yesterday and dominated the greatest players on the planet Earth, and he now holds that trophy. You need to take it back. That's why they won't do it. That's why they won't do why? it. Why would you Max McClung doesn't embarrass them? Craig, you may hate me for saying this, but I really believe it. Mac McClung's dunks would have beat the daylights out of Vince Carter. He would have won. I'm maybe, sorry. Maybe Vince Carter would have done something else. Maybe. Maybe. But well, you think the Zach Levine dunk in Brooklyn 10 years ago you know, wouldn't have been up there? I think the problem Boom. is we've seen it all. Like, we've seen everything. I just saw a 540. I've never seen it before. Yeah, but I think what made Mac McClung's dunk so great was that he's not seven foot. He's six He's a most. nobody. Right. He looks like he's a librarian, and that added to his dunks. They yeah. were really good. But I, I, I don't know, man. These stars would lose. That's the problem. And you I've, think LeBron James wins the dunk contest on Saturday I night? I have faith that the stars, if challenged, would come to the table. Some guys would falter, of course. But I think the stars would perform because that's what sets them apart. And like, this Mac McClung. This is one of the great stories for any kid out there. I give the kid all the credit in the world. No, he was great, dude. Big stage did his thing. He's not an NBA player, though, as of yet, as far as I know. He was a YouTube sensation. My kids have been watching his videos since this guy was in high school. Only dunking. So you're telling me that a John Morant can't come up with something better? I don't know if he could. I say he can. I don't know if he could. And if I'm Adam Silver, I get them all together and I go, look, fellas, it's time to take and, it back. And someone's got to tell you, boy. Someone's got to help out Jericho Sims. Hey, pal, ain't that impressive? We not, get it. Not twice. You, t- you, you put your <laughs> arm in the hoop. Yeah. You're very tall. You're very athletic. No one's impressed. By the way, once? Ah, okay. Twice? I mean, he does it again. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't that impressive the first. Now, impressive may be the wrong word. I can't do it. Craig can't do it. A lot of guys can't do it. But no one was watching that saying, oh, my God. Oh. No. And then Jericho decides to do it again. And to make matters worse, I mean, Julius Randle embarrassed himself. No, no, that, but we knew that going in. I thought Saturday night was a very bad night for the, for the New York Knicks franchise. Well, to be bad fair, I am not quite sure why Julius Randle was offered the invitation late and why he said yes to it. I don't quite get it. I know he takes the seventh most threes in basketball. He shoots 32% he shoots for three. 32%. I don't understand. And what makes matters worse, I'm going to have compassion now for Julius Randle. TNT, how dare you? How dare you put his son on TV immediately? You got to. Why? He's a Be- kid. He's upset. He's I embarrassed know, by that, his dad. Listen, I mean, when, when his dad drops 35 at the garden, they have that kid on TV. And I think it's great that the kid gets to go see his pops play all the time. I think it's awesome. That's great. But listen, when pops sucks, you got camera... Think about his poor son. Camera. There are two viral moments of Julius' son. Number one is this, him being upset after his father was terrible in the three-point contest. And the other one is him saying, I hate Brooklyn. They always <laughs> beat my dad. <laughs> like, I feel bad for the kids. Seriously. Yeah, I don't. His <laughs> <laughs> dad's making $35 million a year, and he's uh, playing at Madison Square Garden every night. He'll be all right. <sighs> He'll be just fine. And nothing to worry about. 
It'll be good. And the good news was at least Julius wasn't picked last, even though there was no last. Wow, because they, and you know why they did that. Yeah, because Adam Silver's soft and James Harden cried about it. I know right. why they, they reversed the order so the starters got picked last so that there wasn't any issue of, oh, you got picked last. Right. Like Joker was second to last. Which is a which joke. Which is stupid. Yeah. He actually yeah. walked down prior to being picked <laughs> because he's like, I ain't, I'm not being picked last. I did think it was funny that... Um, your boy Giannis, who's still likable, all that will wear thin at some point if he wins another championship. You know, the kind of like babe in the woods, like I'm naive, I'm not an American yet, that kind of thing, right? Right. Um, he tried to pick Ja twice. <laughs> I, everyone's like, dude, you can't pick him, he's a starter. The only reason I think Giannis was being serious is his draft, even though they won the game, good, good for him, his draft sucked. Like, he didn't know what he was doing. So it came across like Giannis... Is like Brody Van Wagen. Like, and he oh, just doesn't know how to I can't have Ja, then I'll just take that guy. <laughs> I mean, there's a guy in everybody's fantasy draft who in the 17th round just utters Aaron Judge. Oh, he was picked? My bad. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah, that happens. You're right. It probably happens in NFL drafts, too. Yeah, Saquon, he went second? <laughs> oh, man, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't see that. You sure? And we're in the fifth round, and no one's taking him. <laughs> Here's uh, Tyler in Trumbull, Connecticut. Tyler, how are you? Hey, Craig, you were so right. The Jets are in a lot of trouble this year. I don't see them scoring one offensive touchdown all year. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett wearing a hat in the restaurant is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. My grandfather is rolling in his grave. What, does he have a Game Boy in his pocket? What a child. Yeah, now I'm with you. Like, I'll wear the hat inside because whatever the reason is, but as soon as you're inside, you got to take the hat off, man. <laughs> Hey, first I saw the picture, I texted my brother. I said, hey, Papa would be dying right now if he saw this. Yeah, it's, it's an old school way of thinking. I appreciate you getting in, Tyler. Uh, but I saw it, and I'm like, I, I'm glad that he was invited to the lunch first off. But I'm like, man, you got to take the hat off, cuz. Like, you know, if I own the restaurant, as much as I'm happy that I've got the Jets doing business in my restaurant, it means they trust me, and there's probably no one else in the place. It's the middle of the day, whatever, afternoon. I would go up and say, pardon me. Sir. I'm sorry. That'd be a bad... Listen, you ordered the burrata. <laughs> You're not getting it. No burrata for you until you take off your hat. Like, what are you, you in a restaurant? You're going to embarrass an the prospective OC for Derek yeah. Carr in front of Derek Carr? And if I'm Derek Carr, I'm sitting there eating my uh, Ville Millenier. He's going, son of a bitch has a hat on. Can you believe this guy? He hasn't taken... <laughs> now, now, there's the only defense to having the hat on as an adult would be... Well, there's two... And I, I feel awkward saying it. What's that? That you're bald? Bald for a reason. What do you mean, bald for a reason? Uh, it's, I don't want to. See, I put myself in these bad positions. I don't I even won. know what you mean. I'm going to tell you. If you're an adult, you don't wear We've established you now are with me. You got to take the hat off in a restaurant. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. And All I right. make a lot of rookie mistakes, trust yes. me. Now, if you've just gone through chemo, well, yeah, okay. I think we leave the hat on. Whatever you got to do, we respect that. Right. If you've got really bad hair plugs mm -hmm. and they're unsightly and you're trying to woo Derek Carr there and you're like, if I take off the hat, he's going to be like, I'm not playing football for this guy. <laughs> Look at that hair. I'll accept that one. Right. Outside of that, hat comes off. So Nathaniel Hackett really has no excuse. I hope not. He's got no excuse. Yeah. I hope not is right. Do you think yeah. this will cause Derek Carr to say, eh, no, because I should I, go to New Orleans again. I know, I know for a fact that um, you know Derek didn't fly in just for lunch. 
Uh, and I know the meetings went very well with Derek Carr. Yeah, but they're not well enough to wrap up a deal now. Well, listen, he could sign today if he wanted. He's not yeah. signing today. By the way, how do you know? Because I get the... I how don't, do you know? Okay, I don't know. I'm making you a prediction. Go. Derek Carr is doing a tour. He met with the Giants. He's met with New Orleans. He'll meet with a handful of other teams because I think Derek Carr doesn't feel like he needs to rush to sign. I don't think he feels that way. I don't think it's a rush. I think I think Derek Carr went into it saying, I'm playing for one of these two or three teams. Yeah, and, and look, right? I know we disagree, but here's where we agree. While Aaron Rodgers is my first choice, we both agree Derek Carr would be our second choice, or my second choice, your first choice. So if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I'm good with Derek Carr. I am. Yeah, but that's a, that's, as you know, it's a dangerous game I don't to think play. It, I don't think it's that dangerous because I don't think Derek Carr is signing tomorrow. And I think the Aaron Rodgers thing will sort itself out Quicker than Here's we the realize. Problem. One of the things that just happened to Derek Carr was that he was unwanted. He was mistreated and unwanted by the Raiders, right? I don't think anyone can really dispute that. Right. Sending him home for the last two games, all that nonsense, right? If I'm Derek Carr, and now you've whined and dined me, we've had the conversation about football, I've told you more about who I am as a guy and my beautiful family, all that stuff that they do at these lunches, right? And uh, you're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Right. And I got one or two other teams that are like, here's the offer today. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting played again. It has I a- want a team that wants me but, from jump but it, and acts like it. It has nothing to do with that. Let me walk you through this. And it's right. actually connected to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones threw how many touchdown passes this year? 15. 15. There is not a season in Derek Carr's career where he threw as few as 15 touchdowns. Right. Okay? Yep. If Daniel Jones is going to sign soon, and there is a little bit of a clock on this because of the franchise tag, which you can start to Tomorrow. issue in a couple of days, Derek Carr is going to say, oh, Daniel got $40 million a year? Hi. Hi there, everybody. I'm Derek Carr. I'm better. He sure. got 40 I'm getting 48 I agree. So I don't think there's any rush for Derek Carr to sign because financially you may be in a better place letting other guys sign, letting other guys, specifically Jones, make a deal. So I get your point about wanting to feel wanted. Like, yeah. okay, fine, everybody wants that. But he also wants his bag. He yeah, wants to but get he's paid. he's going to get the bag. He's getting it no matter where he goes. You don't think one contract affects another? Uh, I think it's, sometimes they do. Okay. I, I don't think Daniel Jones, well, listen, if Daniel Jones got $40 bucks, Joe Burrow just cracked a big smile, right? Trevor Lawrence just started laughing, and Derek Carr is going to get 50 One other thing at you. Yeah. Obviously, he wants to feel wanted. Let's say the Jets made an offer to Derek Carr. I don't believe they did. And if you have information saying I do not have any information that an official offer was made. So they probably didn't make an offer. But let's say they did make an offer. If you're Derek Carr's agent, aren't you saying to yourself, you know what? If the Jets miss on Rodgers, that offer's going up. Because they're going to be more desperate for you once they've missed out on Aaron Rodgers. So while um, you risk losing the Jets as... That. Why? I don't know about that. Why? Who's the backup if they don't get Derek Carr? They don't have one. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, no one specific, right? Now, I think most of us agree, even if we disagree on how big of a difference they are in each other. Derek Carr is the second best option. So you don't think the Jets' offer maybe goes up a tad? They're a little bit more desperate. Not, they not based out? on losing Rodgers. Why? Unless because until Derek Carr says no to the offer, I'm not upping the offer, right? And Derek Carr, I think, also recognizes where he is in his career, what he would have made if he st- if Vegas didn't cut him, and it's going to be along those lines. All right, why have the Jets not made an offer to Derek Carr? I don't know that they haven't. Find out if they did. I bet you they didn't. But I don't I, think they did. They're not going to tell me, hey, we made him an offer. As much as I do talk with the Jets frequently, 
They're, I know do they're not going to say, did you? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Seven-year offer. Craig, tell everybody. Do you think they made him an offer? I think they've discussed parameters. So they have made him an offer. I think they've discussed general okay. total value parameters. Usually in free agency, and he's ahead of the curve in free agency, the whole yeah, uh, yeah, cliche right. is you don't let someone leave the room. You go to their house, they come if to you your really house. Want them, that's right. Why it's have, a hotel offer why as we've discussed. Why haven't they done that? I don't know that they didn't. Uh, they haven't because he hasn't signed. How do you know he's not uh, out of the American Dream Hotel uh, thingamajig right he's now? he's already out of Jersey. We all know By that. the way, it smelled so bad this morning in Jersey. I know they were killing the horses again for dog food. What? But my, what? What? Yeah, what do you think they do in Elizabeth? What? Yeah, in Patterson. Yeah. They're killing the horses for dog food. Is that what you said? They slaughter horses there. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Ugh. What do you think they do there? Not that. Yeah, so they must have had a shipment in of, like, Norwegian horses or something that they didn't make into uh, meatballs for um, Ikea. And, boy, it smelled something terrible. Craig, I love you. Yeah. I don't want to hear a damn word about what things smell like. It because was so bad this Over morning. the weekend, yeah. on Sunday, within three hours, I completed something you've never completed. How do you know? In the course of two hours... My oldest son puked on me. Nice. My youngest son on me. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. In the shower. Well, that doesn't count. To me, it doesn't count. In the shower? Yeah. It's even worse because it gets wet and it spreads everywhere. No, nah, it goes right what, down the bro, drain. What, you you got, got a bath fitter? What a freaking disaster. Yeah. And I love Spence. Yeah. But when it started happening, I'm yeah. like, what are, what are you doing? Did you punish him? I did don't, not, don't punish him because then not, they have uh, bad toilet training habits. I did not punish him. Yeah. But, dude, every, I mean, oh, my God. Yeah, don't you have a handheld? No. No, I don't. <laughs> How do you wash it down the drain? What I did is I quickly picked him up, yeah. got him out of the shower, put my son first, cleaned him off, yeah. and then started scrubbing. It was a, bro. Yeah. I love him. And, and it got on me. Like, yeah, like well, it landed it's on duty. me. It's all right. But it's have you had that happen? Of course, everyone has at some point in or one another. day. The puke and then the yeah, other one. You lock him in his room for the night. Well, I'm not locking anybody in there. Yeah, you turn off the lights, you scare him to death. <laughs> he won't dump on you ever again. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. What is he two? Should be toward the trend. Yeah. Him. Meanwhile, he's taunting me this morning. He's like, <laughs> "Hey, dad, 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 poo poo on you, <laughs> poo poo on you." <laughs> uh, see, I love this. Kid. And I'm like, "What is going on?" Because he knows that you love his brother more. And he's getting back. And she's like, how about taking me to a next no, game? I have. <laughs> and guess what? He did that to me. So we have a special bond. You know what? I do love uh, when young parents uh, share things as if it's only happened to them. And then guys like me, who have kids who are older now and have different problems, because uh, the problems do change as your kids get older, uh, you know, look back and go, like, you're not the only guy that I've ever kid that you accidentally went on. like... <laughs> Wait, you're telling me I'm not the first? Right. Like, it's so, uh, and we all do the same thing. And yes, it's very relatable. Every dad's gone through it. Thankfully, it was in the sh shower, at least. Yeah. No, 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 no. Wait till you're old enough where you do it to him. <laughs> then you're in trouble. My point is, it hap I had both in one day. Yeah. Have you ever had both in one day? I don't know if I have, but the vi I'm, I don't deal with vomit. Oh, so that bothers you? I am. I don't do right it. Right down my back. I don't know. Where? Right, um, in the shower? No, no, no. This was Jet, so it was different kids. Yeah. I was holding him because I was transferring him to Grammy and Grandpa. He was going to visit for a few days with a week off, and as oh, he, he was going like in the them. car... He vomited to stay away from Grammy and Grandpa? <laughs> He's Clearly. like, listen, what do I got to do not to stay with these old people? <laughs> and he went right down my back. Oh, 
That's bad. And it was my favorite Mets shirt, but that's okay. It's love, man. You got, you got plenty more. I got plenty more. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. If you were wearing that one Houston Astros Gap shirt, then it would have been a problem. Would you have enjoyed that one and a half hour ride back with the entire car smelling like vomit? Well, would that I, have bothered you? Hold on. I would have done that. I had no choice. Yeah, you did. What was the choice? You just said you were dropping the boy off at his grandparents and so then, picking him up. And then we decided not to because of what just happened. Right. So, so he I, comes back in the car. Why don't you go into your parents' house and shower? No, we were meeting halfway, so I wasn't at oh, their house. Oh, okay. I'm got at a train it, got, station. Got okay. My clothes are now completely drenched in you know what. Oh, my he, Lord. What, what are we doing? Like, where are we going there, Craig? So your living fear I did, hour and a half in a car, was beautiful. Windows open? Windows were open. <laughs> Did he feel bad? Did he cry? Was he was like, I'm sorry, he, Pops. He was feeling sick, and he went right back to sleep, which oh, was good. He, was, so he, had, he wasn't feeling well. Yeah, that seems to be going around. Yeah. You guys are raising sick kids. I don't get it. Every kid is sick. That's why. It seems like it. Like, this, I want this kids. generation of kids, your kids are sick every other week. You can't go a it. week and a half without Best kids thing getting Tom sick. Tom was not of kids because with his genes, the kids would never leave the house. They'd be like <laughs> boy in a bubble. <laughs> you know what I think it is, honestly? What's that? And I'm not speaking about you guys specifically. I'm looking at Big Mac because he's young boys as well. Yeah. And I don't know if they're sick or not. I'm sure they're healthy as oxes. Uh, that being the case, here's my issue with you guys as dads. Yeah, what's your issue with yeah, you yeah. guys as dads? Now, you're going you're gonna to yell at me like, I take my kids from the... Your kids aren't outside enough. Your kids are not outside enough. You mean enough. like physically outside in the backyard? You oh, raise a generation that. of kids that are staring at their screens... Inside the house, they don't get out. Are you kidding me? They don't, they don't well, socialize all, with other kids. Every day. What are you talking they don't about? They don't have play dates. They're not knocking the ball around. Are you nuts? They're not scraping their knees. They treat them like fine china. What? That's what your problem is. Let me tell you something. After we spent what we spent on that swing in the backyard, yeah. I make sure they go out every freaking day to yep. use it. I feel like I need to justify so Saturday, yeah. we're on the swing. Saturday, we're on the slide. Sunday, <laughs> yeah. even post-poo, yeah. we're on yeah. the slide. So trust me, Craig. Ten minutes on the yeah. slide. And I put the rusty nails in myself. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. Yeah, kids are out there for ten minutes. They're running back inside. <laughs> Daddy, where's my switch? I want to switch, want to switch nah. you. Kept that away from them. You kidding me? <laughs> Keep that away from them. <laughs> Daddy, I want to be just like you. I want to watch two events on a, on iPads <laughs> yeah. and have the television on. Hey, guess what? We did Elimination Chamber and the Slam Dunk Contest at yeah. the same time. There you go. Yeah. See? Get, like, just, here's what you do. You, you throw your kids out back and just let them be out there for just a half throw hour. throw them outside. Throw them out back. See what happens. They ain't going nowhere. And in like a half hour, go look for them. Because <laughs> then it's a fun game for you and them. Yeah. Last time you threw your kids out of your backyard, you found a Tiki Barber autographed football. That's true. Did you not? We did. Yeah, there that's you true. go. We you find, never know what those kids are going to come back with. Find gems when they're running around outside. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my little, I'm an older parent speech for the day. That's your get off my lawn speech. Well, these speech. kids are sick all the time. Not just your guys' kids. Like people I know of kids like your kids' age. I'm like, I don't remember my kids ever being Can I give that you sick? my theory? I think this is actually a good one, and I could be wrong. So if doctors want to say I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I'm just a guy. I think because everybody was locked up for yeah, over a year. That was definitely a negative. Like, does that not add to it? And that was all of us. That's not just me. That's everybody. We were all locked up yeah. for a freaking year. If you could use a different terminology, I'd appreciate it. Why but, is that? I mean, outside of oh, that. Oh, jeez. Oh, you kidding yeah. me? You're going to be so sensitive now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. They were put yeah. away. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Sure, sure. Sent up the river. Oh, oh perfect. Behind yeah. bars. Oh, I got oh, me goody, goody, goody. They were inside. What do you yeah. want to tell you? In the clink. You know. <laughs> How about we just uh, time out? 
<laughs> they were in a one-year timeout. Yeah, me too. That couldn't help. Uh, it never does. <laughs> it never does. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.